Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. That was our second time starting because I belched loudly into the mic the first time. <laughs> we should have just used it. Like what? Are we, like what are we? Seriously, I'd rather explain. Is there some the level bell- of excellence that we are? <laughs> Please, is, is this your first time? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. What's up, Kylie? Man, I, <laughs> wait, yeah, that's such a big question. Like uh, things are good. There's okay. there's a general wow fluffy. That's that's Answer. how we're gonna do. That's how we're gonna that's do today, gonna huh? Do. <laughs> fine, everything's fine. It's good. No, cool. What's up good. with you? Things are really good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty uh, pretty chill. Daughter turned uh, a new milestone this week of seventeen years old. Seventeen years old. You wow. were very uncomfortable with my text message, letting you know that boys had come to our house for the party. Listen. Actually, I misread the text message, and I thought it was your younger daughter. And I'm like, my daughter's not far behind, so I'm not okay with this. But she Okay, Zamari would be 14. And listen, hey. we're not in a position where she's having boys over, but... Are we, do, you, do, you, do you want to make me cry on the air? What did do I say? Want, do you want to make what me cry? What did I say in my final text message to you? What did you say? Uh, it only not, gets worse, something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, <laughs> listen, brother... <laughs> It doesn't get easier. Oh my gosh! Yeah, seventeen. She, uh, we had a she had a pool party. Mm-hmm. A lot of them came late, mm-hmm. which is fine, except it's dark when it's late, and mom mm-hmm. and dad are ready for some shut eye. Teenagers in the dark. I was a teenager in the dark. Not good. Yeah, right. We we <laughs> Teresa kept going. You want to go out there? I'm like, not really. <laughs> you want to go out there and check on that? You want to go tell them to quiet down? We've got neighbors. Do you? Would you like? Would you like to go tell them to stop swearing? Yeah, very loudly. But uh, she had a good time. It was good. it was good. And nice. It wasn't it wasn't out of control. I'm really yeah, yeah, really yeah. glad. Rager at Kylie's. Yeah, baby. <laughs> no, well, that's good. cool. Yeah. Um, you. Yeah, I'm I'm fantastic. Well, because you haven't seen, you haven't had your daughter in your house for Act, uh incorrect. Oh yeah, she back. Well, no, she came back, and then she left. So some actually. Oh, so in yes, all seriousness, she... no, something happened. Uh, oh, so July Fourth weekend, the morning, the the Saturday morning, actually quite early, right? It was like eight eight something. I get a phone call from an unknown number in Ohio. Now, last weekend, so it's two, it, this is two weeks after, or two weeks ago this happened. Okay. Last weekend, my sister and her, uh, her husband, my, my brother-in-law, Michelle and Charlie, they're awesome. They came out for a visit. Mm. So that was being planned, right? They were going to fly out. So I get a phone call a week before their visit. Saying, hey, uh, Chris, this is uh, so-and-so, Luna's dad. Luna is a girl in Havana's class. They are best friends. They are really, really good friends. Uh, Every single day after school, uh, Havana's mom picks them both up and drives Luna home because Luna's mom works from home and has like a has, has like a, a an infant or a toddler. Oh, sure. So it's not and that's nap time. It's hard so Right. And often 
uh, Havana will stay there and have a play date or something like that. Like I'll go when I come home from work. Like instead of meeting Hava at home, I'll, I'll I'll go pick her up from there. Right. Uh, they have sleepovers throughout the summer. I mean, that was the the night before she left. Um, the, her last night, or her second, her last night at my house actually was a sleepover at Luna's. So they're right? just good like, friends. They're right. just really good friends. Yeah. Uh, parents are divorced. I've never met the dad. I've met the mom several times, right? Just because. So I get a phone call. Hey, it's so and so, Luna's dad. And I just want you to know that Luna's mom died. I was like, what? I don't know. Or late twenties, maybe early thirties. Wow. I was like, what? What happened? Like, right. Um. She. I. They don't know. They actually at that point they didn't really know what happened. But the day before, she had had like was complaining about some heartburn, and had t- texted at least a couple of people that she was going to take a nap. And about twenty four hours later. Uh, I, I guess someone did a wellness check because they hadn't heard from her or anything like that. Now the daughter was with the dad. It was his weekend. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, they uh, they did a wellness check and, and found her found her dead in her apartment or her new or her house. I'm sorry, they just, they just bought a house too. Single mom, like really great person, and so. Wow. Uh, and I was a little surprised. Like I I mean, okay, like I wasn't gonna like. Well, why are you calling me? I wasn't gonna do that, of course. But it it, it occurred like. Okay, wow, this is incredibly personal, incredibly intense. I, I'm surprised he's calling me, but sure, sure. But then he tells me, so Havana, my daughter, is in Maryland with my parents and family. And he goes, the reason I'm calling you is because I just looked at my my daughter's tablet, and she texted your daughter, "Hey, my mom just died." Oh wow! And I'm like, I don't, you know, it doesn't look like it was delivered yet, you know, with iMessage, mm-hmm. but. Just want to let someone know. Right, right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me. Like, if that's the way you're going to find, if that's, you know, I'd hate for that to be the way she finds out. So I called over. Now they were visiting some other family. Like they had done a road trip visit my cousins. And so I haven't really have her phone. So I was able to get my my sister and, and mom. And I got on FaceTime with Hava and just get him in a room and just, hey, let me tell you what happened. Yeah. Because um, I, wa- I want, I want, You'd have be to be surrounded with family when you hear this, like, because this this is the the closest person to her that she's that she would have lost at this point in life. Sure, you know. Um, and so I told her, and she lost it. Um, and I'm so I'm so glad, you know, my mom and my sister were there with her, and yeah, and just oh my gosh, she lost it. She was struggling to even know how to talk about it. You know, throughout the next few days, we I would check in and try and help her process some stuff and and she was reluctant at first but she opened up more and it was it was um yeah it was just it was it was it was heartbreaking and and I'm so proud of her because uh, her first her first reaction like uh, once she got over the shock she got over the oh my god here's someone I know well yeah an an adult influence in my life right that that's gone her first, once she once she got over the shock her first thing was Oh my! Where's my phone? I have to call, or not call. I have to text Luna back. She's probably hurting, mm. and um, and so they. So it was really, really important to her mom, Lindsay, and I. Uh, it was really important to do whatever we could to get her here for the funeral. Yeah. Um, for her, for her friend Luna, like just to be able to support her for Havana to to, to get to be a part of it and. 
Um, and so just coincidentally, my brother-in-law and sister were flying here <laughs> to Fort Wayne from there. Uh, and so I, I quickly, you know, we quickly worked it out. And once we found out when the funeral was and bought an extra ticket and they, she was able to travel with them. So I did get to see oh, her. Good. Yeah. She spent a couple nights in my house and so that was, that was a nice little, and then, and then she, you know, she wanted to go back. So sure. Yeah, sure. She's back with, with my folks. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. It is. It is. That's, that's, uh, I mean, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking, I mean, she's old enough to have developed some of her own character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's clearly been modeled by her mom and dad, I think. That 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 would be her reaction is to reach out because I need to show compassion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so so proud to to have seen her do that and... Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so she, you know, she got that. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Sure. We're still figuring out how to process and walk through it. And because um, she's also, you know, she's also, she's not just mourning her friend's mom that she was close with. Right. That let him do cool things. And, and she had her, she had her own, their own relationship. Right. Um, Lindsay text, Lindsay showed me some texts that like Hava used her mom's phone how I use Lindsay's phone to like, oh, oh, I send send Luna's mom this photo. I'm not, I'm not saying her name, just, you know, just sure, to, for sure. Send Luna's mom her, this photo. It made me think of her. You know, like they had their own relationship. Yeah. So she's not only mourning that, but th- her friend now is not going to live in Fort Wayne anymore. It's going to live in about half an hour away, fortunately. So it's not very far, but it's going to live in Ohio. She's not going to go to the same school. And so she's yeah, mourning two losses, really. Right. You know, and, and of course we'll do, you know, whatever we can to have play dates and sleepovers and things like that. But yeah, yeah, it's mm. rough, rough. Yeah. You have to walk through these things with, with you know, with, with your kids. Yeah, there was, we just attended a viewing, a co-worker of Teresa, uh, is an aunt to a teenage boy. Mm. I think 17 was headed into his senior year, high f- athletics football prospect, quarterback of a of a good program here in Fort Wayne. And um, so we attended that viewing. And um, just to just to think about the, the people that I've engaged with through chaplaincy, um, you know, just in life, but, you know, around death and how – you know, there is no formula. There is yeah. no, yeah. you know, pattern of how people respond, the level of, of shock when things really set in, how long it takes to grieve. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if there is a timing at all right, to grieve, right? right? And so, um, yeah, to have, you know, to have uh, your daughter walk through that at her age is uh, is, is, is tough, but... Yeah. And and this isn't her first, you know, encounter with someone dying. It's not her first memorial service she's gone to or anything sure. like that. I mean, she's, you know, we've had some family on, on her mom's side and my side. We, you know, sure. We've lost and people she's loved, right? But 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 that close. Yeah, this really really was the the closest. And and like I said, the fact that they had their own relationship as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Now that we're all thinking about uh, thinking about death, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are, we, where are we headed from here? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I, I came across something this morning. Okay. So, as you know, I'm getting married in I don't know what, what? three and a half weeks or so. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that? 
I think wow. so. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. 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 It yeah. is. It is. It is. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yes uh, and yes and if no. If you think about it, I will make sure that this gets in front of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your ex girlfriend. No, no. <laughs> my ex girlfriend, Kristen, who's about to become my ex fiance. One way or another. Right. Ho- hopefully, to be, hopefully to be my wife. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, getting married, and and you know, I have I have one of those rooms in my house, like like most people do. That's just, it's just where everything went. Like, <laughs> so, um, it's actually it's actually my studio, and it's 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 mainly functional, right? But there's it's just like I'm I'm telling you, there are there are boxes I haven't unpacked from when yep, i moved one of those yep. there's just hey if i if i need some place to put something i'm not sure where it goes it goes in there yeah last weekend my sister and 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 brother-in-law i just call my brother my sister and brother came and uh i had some last minute cleaning to do all, all the crap just got shoved into that room kind of thing sure. and it's like man, all right well we actually need this like i want to get, get my house ready right and sure. so i spent today going through um, going through some of that stuff and and uh, made a, you know made a huge made lots of headway, but I, I found some stuff that like brought me back, <laughs> you know. Uh, found like the keepsake box from my childhood kind of thing. Yep. I found um, a lot, I found my uh, collection of letters to and from friends and family while I was uh, away in rehab. Oh. And so I'm. You can imagine it's been a tearful, a tearful <laughs> afternoon. I didn't get much done after that, but I found something else, and it was. It's funny. I at first I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't remember the date of it, and I, it's not dated. But I. I remember. After after I got out of rehab, and I, and it's two pages typed, very small font. Yeah, I'm not going to read all of it, right? When but, you opened it and you said I was going to read something, I was like, oh. <laughs> I even I even changed the margins so I could fit more words on the page. Yeah, right? that's, like, that's tiny. But this was, and I'm not one for like typing my testimony. I don't think I've ever done it in my life. But this was about um, about six months after rehab, six months in celebrate recovery. Uh, the first four months of celebrate recovery were kind of like. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The first six months of Celebrate Recovery were kind of like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I struggled a little bit with it with, you know, I'm like, these guys are, you know, we got meth heads here. We've got, you know, addicted to heroin or cocaine or whatever. I'm like, I'm not like them, you know? <laughs> and... And about six uh, six months in, something pretty significant happened uh, to change my outlook. Actually, I'll tell you, I, I, we don't need to get into details, but it was the new rock bottom, right? It wasn't sin or anything like that, but um, I'll t- actually, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you without going into details. Six months in, I still had hope for my marriage. Um, we had just signed divorce papers, but I still had hope. Six months in, there uh, something happened where Lindsay, who's living in Brazil with Hava, and I'm in Jersey, tells me, hey, by the way, started seeing somebody. 
and obviously we're in a different place now, right? But, sure. But man, that that was like, oh, there's like, I'm done. I'm done with this. And I remember, ah, I'll never forget. It. I think it was a Wednesday afternoon that I found out, and my celebrate recovery meeting was Thursday, and I worked early Thursday and all day Thursday. And I went to bed, and I might have, I might I think I might have shared this before on the podcast, like, I, but it's worth again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to bed saying like, I'm done. I'm done with following Jesus. I'm done with Christianity. Like, if this is, if this, this new low point is the best Jesus has for me, I'm done. Like, it's not good enough. I know how to take care of me better mm-hmm. than He does. And I had a whole plan that I was gonna. Um, Go to work the next day. Uh, I didn't have a car, uh, but I was able to borrow uh, one of my parents' cars for the Celebrate Recovery meeting. So, I yeah, whole plan. I was going to go to work the next day, just get through it, just be done, right? Get a car. Uh, and then and not go to the meeting, but go somewhere like, you know, I don't know, Best Buy or somewhere where there, I can buy a computer. Yeah find what I find my addiction, right? Like find what I wanted. And, and I remember going to bed that night, so angry. And I I had dreams that night in the dreams. I was praying in the dreams. I was crying out to the Lord. You know how Paul writes that our spirit groans and I'm even when we don't know the words to say, and I'm praying, I'm actually praying something that I eventually got tattooed on me, Philippians 2.13. For it, we, all, we, all, we all know Philippians 2.12, right? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But 2.13 is for it is God who works in you, the will and the way, according to his good purpose. And I, I would wake up saying, God, you got to help me. you got to give me the will and the way. You've got to help me. You've got to help me. And I would, I would wake myself up out of the dream, like pissed. Like, stop praying this, Chris. Right, this is like you. You're done, right? And I go back to sleep, and I go back into the dream and pray it again, and and yeah, the the next night I wound up wound up at celebrate recovery. Like I I made it there somehow. I made it, and and I was just like ah, that's it. Like I I didn't hold anything back. I just dumped on my my little my little group that I was a part of. Right, just a few men. And I just dumped a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like, hey, this is, I'm, I'm angry with this. I'm angry with the Lord. I can't believe this. I've, re, you know, like all the, all the, all the stuff, right? And right at the end, like the leaders were like staring at me, like, uh, <laughs> we don't really know what to do with it. What you just said, was, but my point is that that became the the beginning of like a pretty, pretty, pretty substantial shift in my recovery, right? Even though I'd gone through rehab, right? Gone through six months suburb recovery, all that, like that, that was a sig- And I, I'm not, I'm not saying any of it before was wasted time or anything like that, but sure. that was significant because up until that point, and this isn't even where I was going to go. Right. But up until that point, my hope was in a lot of different things, right? My hope, mm. uh, you know, first, my hope was in myself, right? Like, hey, look, I'm, I'm great. I'll get through this. I'll get past this. My hope then became in the program. You know, I, I signed Lindsay up to do phone counseling with the rehab, right? And in, in, in 
hopes for reconciliation. My hope was in the program. My hope was in our friends. My hope was in influencers in our life, right? Like who, oh, they're just going to speak truth to us and we're going to get through this. My hope was even through the, even like through actually signing the divorce papers, right? My hope was in, no, Lindsay, you'll come back around. And, and what I realized, like the Lord in, (laughs) in his mercy in such a, in such a finite way, right? In such a like, a not maybe finance the wrong, the wrong word. I'm sorry. In such a tangible way, that's the he everywhere that my hope was, he crushed it. Everything that I had hope in, relationships disintegrated. The program didn't work out for Lindsay. Like y- you name it, everywhere that I had my my hope was. Oh well, Lindsay just needs to connect with such and such a person. Disintegrated relationship, whether mine and them or Lindsay's and them. Right, every single thing. And so that was one of the last, like, the boss battle, right, <laughs> of my hope being in, well, Lindsay will come around. And then I hear she's dating someone else, right, and no more hope. So the, the, it was his mercy that he, he I, I, I don't know, what, whatever your theology is, right, like he allowed it to happen, he caused it to happen, he whatever, right, like I don't care what, what your theology is on that, it happened. And God used it to crush anything where my hope wasn't in him. And that's, that's what changed in that night, is my hope actually became in him. And so, yeah, up, ups and downs since then, right? Like, well, sure. like that's a battle to stay there, but that's what happened, is all these other things that my hope has been in, gone, worthless, not working out. I don't, there's only one thing left for my hope to be in, and that's Jesus. Powerful Kairos moment. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. Did you have, because I think I can fall into this, maybe most of us can. I feel like we can have that uh, Abraham, Isaac, I'm going to, God's going to come through yeah. when I place whatever it is oh, on the absolutely. altar. Absolutely. Like you said, I'm going to go through rehab. I'm going to go through CR. I'm going to lay all this out and then. Yeah. You know, God's going to come through and it's going to be my way, the yeah. way I would have desired. Yeah. But I mean, the way you say it, he, but he doesn't want, I mean, he desires mercy and yeah. not sacrifice. Right. So, and maybe we won't even get to this today. I don't know, but um, maybe, maybe we'll read the next episode. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, uh, I don't know how many, how many months after where I just left off you know, maybe eight or nine months later was the, was the beginning of a pretty like nasty custody battle. You know, uh, I, Lindsay and I had enjoyed a, 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 a wasn't quite 50%, but like I, I saw her like 40% being several States away of the, like of 40% of the year. How much, sorry, before, yeah, how sorry. much longer was she in Brazil? She was only in Brazil for, I don't know, like four or five months. Yeah. After the after that yeah. that six month point yeah. okay gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah and so yeah so as soon as she came back like I had Hava for like three months and and like I mean it was yeah it was great sure um, something changed I, I even to this day I don't know what it was but but we went from that to no Chris uh, we're gonna we're gonna follow the Indiana State minimum guidelines you can have her like. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a mess. I, it was actually did the math. I went from having her about forty something percent that year to a proposed six percent of the year. 
I'm like, that's not cool at all, right? That's not okay. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, you know, Hava wasn't quite in kindergarten yet. I had a preschool in Jersey that she was going to. There's a preschool here, you know, back and forth. And we knew that wasn't sustainable, right? Like, we knew that wasn't going to happen. But right. it, it didn't need to stop that early. So, so we went through, like, like I said, a pretty significantly bad legal process, right? That lasted about nine or ten months um, with mediation and courts and things like that and, and it's and it's so funny people I, I the people people when I when I would share what I was going through other Christians especially my celebrate recovery group and family and um and even the the church I was you know semi attending at the time because I was still pretty like burnt out on on church and ministry but they had um when when they would ask they would ask me like so what has the Lord been saying to you in all this and. And the Lord, he did. He said one thing to me, very early on in the process, that I, I that I I'll never forget. And I don't I don't want to make it sound like I was like a, a really great Christian during that time. I had a lot of anger. Uh, uh, there were days that I flat out said, like during that process, I'm like during those nine or ten months of the custody, I'm like, ah. I don't want to follow Jesus. Like I broke a couple of phones kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I was some super Christian during that. I wasn't, I really, really struggled with my faith and struggled how to walk it out in a difficult time. Sure. But the one thing Jesus said to me, and he said it early on. And every time I would connect with the Lord during that process, he just repeated what he said. And it was really simple. He would remind me of the disciples in the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee mm. and how he was sleeping and they were getting all worked up. And he and all he said, the whole I'm telling you, I didn't hear a single thing else from the Lord. I couldn't read another passage of scripture. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't pray anything else. All I heard from the Lord was, stay in the boat, Chris. I'm in the boat. You need to stay in the boat. Mm. And... And so when I would when I would share that with people, they would they would instinctively uh, I don't know the, the reaction was always the same. It was, oh, so you know it's all going to work out for you. <laughs> like if hey if the Lord says stay in the boat, you, yeah you know you you know you're going to get everything you're going you want in mediation. You're going to get everything you want. And and I was like, no, actually I don't know that. That's not he didn't tell me. I'm going to make it all work out for you. He didn't tell me you're going to get everything you want. He didn't say any of those things. And I and I didn't know that cuz actually at that point everything was on the was was on the table. Right? We had already reached a, a, an agreement in our in our divorce proceedings that got reopened when we when we looked at custody. So everything was on the table. Still in the midst still in the midst of the storm. Yeah. Stay in the boat yeah. doesn't mean that the storms have stopped. That's exactly it, and it didn't. Um, and now it it did end well, right? But like, that's not what the Lord said. And that and and I be, I I believe if I I I believe if well, yeah, I mean, if the if the if like Peter, right? Peter had his eyes on Jesus, and he took his eyes off Jesus onto the storm. And at that point, I wonder, I, I, just, I just wonder, I, I don't actually know this, 
you know, we know not all the gospels are chronological and, and uh, but I, I wonder if Jesus had any conversations with them about authority and things like that. Because people were telling me, oh, you just, you just need to take authority over the proceedings. You just need to speak, speak it out in Jesus' name. It'll happen, right? I wonder if Jesus had those conversations. I, I would bet he did with them about authority and about their, the disciples, about their, their position in him, right? He, he, he had conversations with him about that. We know that, sure. but I wonder if he had them yet. Anyway, my point is, if I, if I took my eyes off Jesus, even to speak to the storm, <laughs> Even to do that, mm. I believe there's something, there's a lesson that I wound up learning that I'll share in a second, but I would have missed it. I would have missed the lesson. I would even propose that, I would even propose that like, because it wound up working out for me. You know, went back to having Hava, actually more, more right? 50, literally 50% split. Sure. I wound up paying like 200% in child support for a number of years, but I don't care, right? Like, gladly right I, I gave it i didn't pay it i gave it right so i could have hava for for the for the, the amount of time i had her i would call that absolutely working out for me but if the lord showed me that from the beginning he knew it but if he showed me that from the beginning i would have missed a really important lesson and here was the lesson it was and it was actually something i heard years ago that came back around, and it was you, you only have the authority to speak through storms or to speak to storms that you've been able to sleep through. Mm. And, it, and it, it, was a, it wasn't as much about the storm. It wasn't about the custody battle. It wasn't about that. It was about the peace I needed to find in the Lord without knowing the outcome. Without knowing, oh, it's all going to work out great. Because when it's all going to work out great, it's kind of easy to find peace. <laughs> and and that's what I had done much of my Christian walk up to that point. It wasn't, you know, whether it happened or not. It was it was actually, it was actually denial. It was uh, a a passive a passiveness, a uh, a sense of like fatalism, right? Like, oh, well, whatever happened will happen. It's God's will. So, hey, it must be great. And like, for, and, and refuse, and, and, that, and while that's all true, I was using that to refuse to deal with emotions, to refuse to deal with what, what was happening inside of me, to refuse to deal with anger and worry and, and all, all the things that come with it and calling that faith. Mm. Saying, oh, no, I got faith. I'm good. When in reality, I wasn't good. I was, there was a giant storm going on within me that was being ignored and not dealt with. And that's the one Jesus is interested in. That's the one he's interested in, in calming today, right? And speaking to our lives. And so, yeah, if I, I think if, if I knew the end, I don't think I would have learned that lesson because I wouldn't have learned to find Jesus in the storm. Sure. Sure. That's, that's powerful. Oh, I feel like I rambled a lot. No, it was, that's, that's good. Uh, I mean, that's what I think... We continue to want to dive more and more deeply into is, as you said, regardless of what the circumstances is, what the storm is, like to be able to rest in him, yeah, to engage in his presence and his intimacy, regardless of what the outcome is, what the, I mean, 
because then, as you said earlier, your, your, your only hope at that point is in him. Yeah. Our hope is not in any of the temporal things, our situations and circumstances. Our hope is exclusively in him. And, and do we desire that our life is easier right. or things always turn out the way? Our desire should be that I, whether it's the joy I learned to find in the temporary struggles here yeah. or whatever that looks like, it, it allows us to continue to keep our eyes solely focused on Jesus and who he is and what he does. And, and, he's, and he's so jealous for our hope that he's willing and lovingly and merc- mercifully allow things to crumble so that we're left with only hope in him. Right? That's I mean, why it's faith. Right? <laughs> it's not, you know, I'm going to fix this. And there's not a formula to yeah. it. It's faith and relationship. Yeah. And, and that makes it messy and a little bit more difficult on yeah. our end is we just have to continue to seek him. Yeah. And walk through the things that life brings on this side, but to do it in faith. Yeah. In trust. I, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Right, I think didn't you quote that before? Yep, right, like yeah. sacrifice is built on like judgment. It's it's like pretty black and white, <laughs> but mercy and faith and grace are messy because it's not black and white. We've been invited into a spiritual life, yeah, not a flesh, a life of flesh. We are reborn into spiritual. We've been having this conversation Saturday nights, yeah, and. And that is very, sacrifice is external or behavioral and mercy is an issue of the heart. Yeah. And we continue to step into this new life, this spiritual life of being led by the spirit, not of our flesh. Yeah. And, and he will lead and guide us. Man, that's a, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. power, powerful well, testimony. Yeah. Not where we intended to go, but that's okay. And it, do we ever yeah, go where that's we truly true. intend to go? Well, tune in next week. I'm going to read the letter I wrote <laughs> that I started off telling about here. Here's a little teaser for it. Ooh, they'll all be back. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm here. What do you, what, what am I going to do? Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope that, uh, I don't know, but challenge you, inspired you. And for sure, you know, if anything, whatever, uh, and I have to constantly remind myself of this, like whatever storm you're in, like don't be so focused on the outcome. God's like, what is it? Romans who describes him as the one who knows the end from the beginning. Mm. Like he's the one who knows the end from the beginning. We don't need to. Yeah. We need to learn the lesson in now. Yeah. So go, go through the storm and like connect with Jesus in that. Because he's got something to teach you. He's got something to teach me. He's got something to teach Kylie. Like, he's got something to do to do with us in the storm. Do you think that that's exactly where Adam and Eve were in the garden? Well, I don't... There there had to have been that question of, well, I don't mm. know why I can't eat off this tree. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't know. Because they were taking matters into their own hands mm. instead of, I'm just going to listen to what God's told me to do. Yeah. I'm gonna rest in his presence. What, what's the what's the what's the phrase? Success is a terrible teacher. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, 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 yeah, boy, I never thought about that. Was, was that the first time they encountered temptation? Had, had they had temptation? And I'm not, and I'm not trying to like reinvent theology, like God created a system for them to fail. Like, I don't, you know, I, <laughs> no. not, not at all. But I, I, I wonder, I wonder, had they mm. ever encountered temptation before, before mm. the snake? Questions to leave you with <laughs> on, Until next on, this, time. on this Tuesday morning. <laughs> well, thanks. See you next week. See ya. Peace. Peace.